Election laws. Qualification and disqualification of voters. So phrase Article 5, Section 2. The Congress shall provide a system for securing the secrecy and sanctity of the ballot as well as a system for absentee voting by qualified Filipino abroad. The Congress shall also design a procedure for the disabled and the illiterates to vote without the assistance of other persons. Until then, they shall be allowed to vote under existing laws and such rules as the Commission on Elections may promulgate to protect the secrecy of the ballot. What is suffrage? Suffrage is the right as well as obligation of qualified citizens to vote in the election of certain national and local officials of the government and in the decision of, of public questions submitted to the people. What is the nature of the right of suffrage? The right of suffrage is not a natural right of the citizens but merely a privilege to be given or withheld by the lawmaking power. Thus, Congress, subject to constitutional limitations, has unlimited power to enact laws relative to the right of suffrage, including the power to define the qualifications of voters, to regulate elections, to prescribe the form of official ballot, to provide for the manner in which candidates shall be chosen and the names of that shall be printed upon the ballot, to regulate the manner of conducting elections in the exercise of the police power, to suppress whatever evils may be incident to the election of public officers. Qualifications of Voters, Article 5, Section 1 Suffrage may be exercised by all citizens of the Philippines not otherwise disqualified by law who are at least 18 years of age and who shall have resided in the Philippines for at least one year in the place wherein they propose to vote for at least six months immediately preceding the election. No literacy, property, or other substantive requirements shall be imposed on the exercise of suffrage. What are the qualifications of voters? To qualify as voter, he or she must be a citizen of the Philippines, not otherwise disqualified by law, at least 18 years of age, and shall have resided in the Philippines for at least one year, and in the place wherein they propose to vote for at least six months immediately preceding the election. May Congress add to the list of qualifications? No. The specifications in the Constitution is an implied prohibition against interference by Congress. Thus, it is not competent for Congress to add or to add to or alter such qualifications. Residence. What does the term residence refer to in an election law? As used in election law in the requirement of residence in the Philippines, residence is synonymous with domicile. This imports not only intention to reside in a fixed place but also personal presence in that place coupled with conductive indicative of such intention. For residence in the place where one is to vote, residence can mean either domicile or temporary residence, example, assigned to work in a certain area temporarily. How is domicile by choice acquired? Domicile by choice is acquired by Residence or bodily presence in a new locality, an intention to remain there, and an intention to abandon the old domicile. What are the disqualifications? Does the Constitution provide for the disqualifications of voters? No. The responsibility of determining who may be disqualified by law and therefore may be precluded from exercising the right of suffrage is left by the Constitution to Congress. However, the Congress is prohibited from prescribing any literacy, property, or other substantive requirements. The substantive requirements prohibited by the Constitution are those which equivalently impose a penalty for faultless disadvantage. Justify the prohibition against any literacy requirements for the exercise of the right of suffrage. The requirement that a voter must know how to read and write confuses literacy with intelligence and learning with wisdom. A Filipino does not cease to be a Filipino because he is illiterate. Senator Jukno. Justify the prohibition against property requirements for the exercise of the right of suffrage. The imposition of property qualification would be inconsistent with the very nature and essence of the republican system of government, which is premised upon the tenet that sovereignty resides in the people and all governmental authority emanates from them. What are substantive requirements for the right of suffrage does the constitution prohibit? Congress is prohibited from imposing requirements, not procedural in nature, such as education, sex, and taxpaying ability. Who is disqualified to vote? The following persons are disqualified to vote. 1. Any person who has been sentenced by final judgment to suffer an imprisonment of not less than one year, such disability not having been removed by plenary pardon, he shall automatically reacquire the right to vote upon the expiration of five years after service of sentence. 
Second, any person who has been adjudged by final judgment by competent court of having violated his allegiance to the Republic. Third, insane or feeble-minded persons. Registration and the activation of voters. What is registration? Registration is a means of determining who possesses the qualification of voters and of regulating the exercise of the right to vote. Does registration confer rights? No. Registration does not confer the right to vote but is a condition precedent to the exercise of the right. It is a regulation, not a qualification. The exercise of suffrage is subject to existing substantive and procedural requirements embodied in our Constitution, statute books, and other repositories of law. In Kabataan Partilist v. Comelec, the Biometrics Law, RA 10367, required that voters must comply with biometrics. It was challenged on the ground that it contravened Article 561, which provides that no literacy, property, or other substantive requirements shall be imposed on the exercise of suffrage. The Supreme Court held that the law was valid. It was a mere procedural requirement. Registration law is procedural and nature. It is an exercise of a privilege. It is in the nature of the exercise of police power designed to ensure that only those qualified and not disqualified by law will vote. It it is a mere aspect of the registration procedure which the state may reasonably regulate. What is the system of continuing registration? The general rule, the system of continuing registration allows the personal filing of application of registration of voters to be conducted daily. Exception, no registration shall be conducted during the period starting 120 days before a regular election and 90 days before a special election. This period cannot be changed by Comelec by mere resolution. What is the activation? The activation is a process of removing the registration records of certain persons from the corresponding precinct book of voters and placing the same in an inactive file. What is the remedy in case of the activation? A voter whose registration has been deactivated may file with the election officer a sworn application for reactivation of his registration in the form of an affidavit stating the grounds for the reactivation no longer exists. What are the grounds for the activation of registration? The grounds for the activation are the same as to those who are qualified to be voters, but additional grounds are included. 1. Any person who has been sentenced by final judgment to suffer an imprisonment of not less than one year, such disability not having been removed or removed by plenary pardon, he shall automatically reacquire the right to vote upon the expiration of five years after service of sentence. Second, any person who has been adjudged by final judgment by competent court of having violated his allegiance to the Republic. Third, insane or feeble-minded persons. Fourth, any person who did not vote in the two successive preceding regular elections. Note, Sanguliang Kabataan elections are excluded here. Fifth, a registration has been ordered excluded by the, by the court. Loss of Filipino citizenship. Inclusion and exclusion proceedings. What is the purpose of filing a petition for inclusion proceeding? A petition for inclusion is filed by any person whose application for registration has been disapproved by the board or whose name has been stricken out from the lists. When can petition for inclusion proceeding be filed? A petition for inclusion proceeding can be filed as a general rule any time. Exception, cannot be filed 105 days prior to a regular election or 75 days prior to a special election. What is the purpose of filing a petition for exclusion proceeding? A petition for exclusion is filed by any registered voter, representative of political party, or the election officer for the exclusion of a voter from the permanent list of voters. When can petition for exclusion proceeding be filed? A petition for inclusion proceeding can be filed as a general rule any time. Exception, cannot be filed 100 days prior to the regular election or 60, 65 days prior to a special election. Which court has jurisdiction over petitions for inclusion-exclusion? Petitions for inclusion or exclusions are under the original and exclusive jurisdiction of the Municipal or Metropolitan Trial Court, MTC. However, in exclusion proceedings, the jurisdiction of the trial court is limited only to determining the right of the voter to remain in the list of voters or to declare that the voter is not qualified to vote in the precinct in which he is registered. Note, the Municipal Trial Court cannot declare the challenged voter as a resident of another municipality. Local and overseas absentee voting. May Filipinos abroad exercise the right of suffrage? Yes. 
The Constitution extends the right of suffrage even to Filipinos abroad, provided they possess all the qualifications mentioned therein and none of the, uh, of the disqualifications provided by law. Note Congress is mandated to provide a system of absentee voting by qualified Filipinos abroad. Is allowing the participation in elections by overseas Filipino citizens violative of the residence requirement? No. Overseas voters are exempted from the residence qualification of a voter. With respect to overseas Filipinos, under the Absentee Voters Act Number no. 9189, overseas Filipino who are permanent residents of foreign countries may participate in the election. There is a clear intent to enfranchise as many overseas Filipinos in recognition to their tremendous contribution to the national economy. It is but fair and their voices be heard in the election. Makalital versus Comelec. Which elected public officers may absentee voters vote for? Absentee voters may vote for President, Vice President, Senators, Fertilist Representatives. What are the other exceptions to the requirement of physical presence? The other exceptions to the requirement of physical presence of voters are the following. Members of the Board of Election Inspectors, Members of the Media, Government Officials and Employees. Members of the Armed Forces of the Philippines and the Philippine National Police, who by reason of their public functions and duties is not in his place of registration on Election Day. May detainees vote? Yes. Detainee voting may be availed of by any registered detainee whose registration record is not deactivated or cancelled. Voting may be done either through the special polling places established inside jails with at least 50 detainees or escorted voting. Detainee voting. Candidates' qualifications and disqualification. Are candidates required to possess the qualifications throughout their tenure? Yes. The requirements provided by law are continuing requirements and must be possessed for the duration of the officer's active tenure. What are the qualifications of the president and vice president? The qualifications of the president and vice president are the same. They must natural-born citizen of the Philippines, a registered voter, able to read and write, at least 40 years of age on the day of the election, and a resident of the Philippines for at least 10 years immediately preceding such election. What are the qualifications for senator and a member of the House of Representatives? Their qualifications are for Senate and member of the House Representative, they are both natural or natural-born citizens. Senate, age 35. Congress, age 20, 25. Able to read and write both. Vote a registered voter and for house in the district elected. Exception is party list representative. The residency for Senate is two years. For house is one year. What are the qualifications for local elective officials? The following are the qualifications of Governor, Vice-Governor, Mayor, Vice-Mayor, Punong Barangay, and Sangoniang members. They must be citizens of the Philippines, registered voter in the barangay, municipality, city, or province, or in the district where he intends to be elected. Resident therein for at least one year immediately preceding the election, able to read and write, Filipino or any other local language or dialect. On election day, the aides must be at least... 23 years old for governor, vice-governor, member of the Sangoliang Panalawigan, mayor, vice-mayor, or member of the Sangoliang Panglunsod, and 21 years old for mayor or vice-mayor of independent component cities, uh, component cities or municipalities. 18 years old for member of the Sangoliang Panglunsod or Bayan or Punong Barangay or member of the Sangoliang Barangay. 15 but not more than 18 years old for Sangoniang Kabataan. When must Philippine citizenship be possessed by a candidate? Citizenship must be possessed upon proclamation day or on the day the term begins. Unlike residents or, or aides, the law does not specify any particular date or time when the candidate must possess citizenship. What are the guidelines for residency for candidates? The question of residency is a question of intent with the following guidelines. First, every person has a domicile or residence somewhere. Second, where once established, the domicile remains until he acquires a new one. And third, a person can only have one domicile at the same time. 
Disqualifications. What are the disqualifications for elective candidates? The following are disqualifications for candidates. 1. Declared incompetent or insane. 2. Convicted by panel judgment for subversion, insurrection, rebellion, or any offense for which he has been sentenced to a penalty of more than 18 months imprisonment or for a crime involving moral turpitude. Note, 5 years of ineligibility. Third, given money or other material consideration to influence, induce, or corrupt the voters or public officials performing electoral functions. Fourth, committed acts of terrorism to enhance his candidacy. Fifth, spending in excess of that allowed in his campaign. Six, solicited, received, or made prohibited contributions. Seven, violated campaign period, destruction of election propaganda, used prohibited propaganda. And eight, permanent resident of or immigrant to a foreign country. What are the disqualifications for local elective candidates? The disqualifications for local elective candidates are 1. Sentenced by final judgment for an offense involving moral torpitude or for an offense punishable by one year or more of imprisonment. Note, there is two years of ineligibility. Second, removed from office due to an administrative case after January 1, 1992, the effective date of local government code. Third, convicted of final judgment for violating oath of allegiance to the Republic. Fourth, dual citizenship. Actually, dual allegiance. Fifth, fugitives from justice in criminal or non-political cases here or abroad includes those who flee after being charged to avoid prosecution. And six, permanent residents or residents in a foreign country. Dual citizenship. Differentiate dual citizenship from dual allegiance. Dual citizenship is different from dual allegiance in the following manner. For dual citizenship arises as a result of concurrent application of the laws of different states and one is considered ipso facto as a citizen in both states. While dual allegiance is a situation person simultaneously owes by some positive act loyalty to two or more states. Article uh, 4, Section 5 provides that dual allegiance shall be dealt with by law, means that the provision is not self-executing. Local Government Code Section 40 is the implementing law and should be understood to prohibit only dual allegiance, Mercado versus Manzano. Compare the case of Makiling versus Kamalek with Mercado versus Manzano. In Makiling versus Kamalek, Arnado migrated to the U.S. and became an American citizen. He was able to reacquire his Filipino citizenship under RA-9225. He ran for mayor in his hometown and won after complying with RA-9225 by renouncing his U.S. citizenship. It was established, however, he traveled to the U.S. using his American passport. The Supreme Court held that it was an effective recantation of his renunciation of his American citizenship. He was reverted back to having dual citizenship. He was disqualified as mayor under Section 40 of the Local Government Code, which disqualifies any person from holding local public office while being a dual citizen. Compare this with Mercado versus Manzano. In Mercado versus Manzano, Ido Manzano was born in California but his parents were Filipinos and ran for vice mayor of Makati. The Supreme Court ruled that Ido Manzano was qualified under the local government code. In applying statutory construction, it was held that the praise dual citizenship in the local government code, Section 40, must refers only to dual allegiance. Note, in Manzano, Ido's dual citizenship was not a product of his own volition. He was a mere dual citizen. In Makiling, the requisition of his Filipino citizenship which resulted to his dual citizenship was due to his own volition. Will a person who reacquired or retained his citizenship be able to run for public office? Yes, a person who reacquires or retains his citizenship will be able to run for public office. RA 9225-2 requires that he must be or he must possess all qualifications required to run for the particular office and renounce foreign citizenship at the time of the filing of the certificate of candidacy. Will a person who reacquired or retained his citizenship be allowed to be appointed? Yes, a person who reacquires or retains his citizenship is allowed to be appointed. One may also be validly appointed by taking an oath before the duly constituted authorities or renouncing foreign citizenship prior to assumption of office. The effect of filing. Discuss the effects of filing a certificate of candidacy. The effects of filing a certificate of candidacy or COC are as follows. 
for employees in appointive office under BP 881 Section 66 or the Omnibus Election Code. If one is employed in an appointive office, once a COC is filed, he is ipso facto resigned from the appointive office. This applies to members of the armed forces and employees and officials of GOCCs. Example, a treasurer filed a COC to run for mayor but withdrew the COC the following day. He is ipso facto resigned even if he withdrew his COC. For employees of GOCC without original charters, employee who filed is ipso facto resigned. BP 881 Section 66 applies since the law did not distinguish between GOCCs with and without original charters. PNOC versus NLRC. Elective office in the government. Filing of the COC does not ipso facto deem the filer resign. BP 881 had already been repealed by RA number 9006 section 14 or the Fair Election Act. Example, a mayor filed a COC to run for mayor is not deemed resigned. Explain the important COC rules under Section 73 of the Omnibus Election Code. The three important COC rules under BP 881, Section 73 are 1. Filing a COC shall be made within the period prescribed by law. Late filing is not allowed. Second, only one COC office per election. If there is filing of two or more, he will not be considered as a candidate in any position, but he may withdraw one before the deadline. Third, withdrawal of COC is allowed if there is a written declaration under oath of the withdrawal. Hence, there is a formal requirement. One cannot withdraw by mere phone call. What is the ministerial duty of the COMELEC when a COC is filed? General rule is the COMELEC has the ministerial duty to receive and acknowledge receipt of the COC. It may not by itself without proper proceedings deny due course or cancel it. The candidates must first be notified and be given an opportunity to present evidence on his behalf. Exceptions is or are nuisance candidates where the candidate is suffering from the accessory penalty of disqualification and there is false material representation such as registered voter, age, citizenship, and residency. Substitution or withdrawal of candidates. Substitution. What are the grounds for a valid substitution? If, after the last day for the filing of Certificate of Candidacy or COC, an official candidate of a registered accredited political party may be substituted on the following grounds. 1. Death. 2. Disqualification. 3. Withdrawal of a candidate. Substitution may take place upon the last day of filing, which is the start of campaign period, until the midday of elections. What is a limitation on substitution? The substitute candidate must belong to the same political party of the candidate to be substituted. By implication, a candidate does not belong in any political party cannot be validly substituted. Example, Digong was adopted by PDP Laban. Dino, Dino of PDP withdraw and was substituted by Digong. When is substitution disallowed? Substitution is not allowed. 1. If candidate who is to be substituted is an independent candidate. Example, Senator Grace ran as an independent LP. If she was disqualified, may Senator Cheese. COC to be, or second, COC to be replaced has been denied due course to and or cancelled prior to the attempted substitution. In Miranda vs. Abaya, during the 1988 election, Mayor Miranda, despite being mayor for three consecutive terms, filed a COC for mayor. The term of office of a local official shall only be three years only for three consecutive terms. Abaya filed a disqualification case against him in the Kamalek. Mayor Miranda was disqualified and his COC was cancelled. His son, Joel, was nominated by the political party of his father, filed as a substitute for his father. Abaya questioned the substitution and the second petition was not resolved by the Comelec in time. Joel Miranda won and the petition reached the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court held that although there was a valid ground for substitution, which is disqualification of the candidate, there was no valid substitution. The Comelec, in resolving the press complaint against Mayor Miranda, cancelled the COC. In doing so, it is as if he was not a candidate for the election because the candidate did not have a valid COC, he cannot be substituted. The concept of a substitute presupposes a person to be substituted. How can a person take place of someone who does not exist and who never was? The Supreme Court ordered Joel Miranda removed as mayor. What is the same surname policy? 
the substitute for a candidate who died, withdraw his candidacy or was disqualified by final judgment, may file a COC up to midday of election day, provided the substitute and the substituted have the same surnames. Withdrawal. What is the effect of a withdrawal? Withdrawal results in the disqualification of candidate. Thus, he shall not be eligible whether as a substitute candidate or not for any other position. This is because once filed, the withdrawal does not render the COC void ab initio. Hence, the permanent legal effects of filing of a COC remain. Example, automatic resignation. Can one withdraw a withdrawal? Yes, the withdrawal of the withdrawal must be within the period provided by law. In Monsale versus Nico, the last day of filing was March 31. X on March 30 filed his COC for mayor. On March 31, he wanted to withdraw his COC and submitted a written withdrawal. The following day, April 1, is the campaigning period. On April 2, he changed his mind and went back to the Comelec filing a written declaration withdrawing his withdrawal. The Supreme Court held that his COC is not deemed reinstated. The withdrawal of a withdrawal is deemed a filing of a new COC, in which case it should not be allowed or it should not be allowed it being filed out of time. Nuisance candidates. Does the prohibition against nuisance candidates violate the Constitution? No. The prohibition against nuisance candidates does not violate the Constitution. The state has a compelling state interest to ensure its electoral exercises are rational, objective, and orderly. Who is a nuisance candidate? A person whose COC put the election process in mockery or dispute, demonstrate that he has no bona fide intention to run for the office, cause confusion among voters by similarity of names of registered candidates. What happens to the votes? Casted for nuisance candidates. Votes casted for a nuisance candidate are not stray votes and are counted in favor of bona fide candidates unless if there are two or more with the same surname. This is due to mere possibility of confusion of names and appreciation of ballots must be liberally construed. Registration of political parties. Registration as a requirement. Is there a need to register a political party? Yes. To acquire juridical personality, qualify it for subsequent accreditation, and entitle its rights and privileges granted to political parties, a political party shall first be duly registered with the COMELEC. No votes may be cast in favor of a political party, organization, or coalition shall be valid except for those registered under the party list system. How does political party register with the COMELEC? An organized group of persons seeking registration as a national or political party may file with the COMELEC a petition verified by its president or secretary not later than 90 days before the election, attaching thereto its constitution, bylaws, platforms or programs of government and such other relevant information as may be required by the COMELEC. When is a political party deemed to have forfeited its status as a registered political party? Any registered political party that singly or in coalition with others fails to obtain at least 10% of the votes cast in the constituency in which it nominated and supported the candidate or candidates in the election following its registration shall be deemed to have forfeited such status as a registered political party in such constituency. Notice in hearing is required. How has jurisprudence modified the categories of whom may participate in the party lists? In the case of Atong Paglaom Incorporated versus Comelec, the concept of party list was modified by stating that there are three categories of who may participate in the party lists. They are national parties, regional parties and organizations, sectoral parties and organizations. On national parties, it do not need to reorganize or to, or to organize along sectoral lines and do not need to represent any marginalized and underrepresented sector. Regional parties and organizations, on the other hand, do not need to organize along sectoral lines and do not need to represent any marginalized and underrepresented sector. Sectoral parties and organizations may either be marginalized and underrepresented or lacking in well-defined political constituencies. In marginalized and underrepresented sectoral parties, it refers to labor, peasant, fiscal folk, urban poor, indigenous cultural communities, handicapped veterans, and overseas workers. While parties or party lists which lacking in well-defined political constituencies includes professionals, the elderly, women, and the youth, 
It is enough that their principal advocacy pertains to the special interest and concerns of their sector. Prohibited Registration, Article 9, C, Section 2, Paragraph 5. Religious denominations and sects shall not be registered. Those which seek to achieve their goals through violence or unlawful means or refuse to uphold and adhere to this constitution or which are supported by any foreign government shall likewise be refused registration. Which political parties are prohibited from registration? The following are prohib prohibited from registration. Religious denominations in sex under Article 9C, Section 2, and parties seeking to achieve their goals through violence or unlawful means that refuse to uphold and adhere to the Constitution, supported by any foreign government. Third, parties that fail to comply with laws, rules, or regulations relating to election. Fourth, parties that declare untruthful statement in its petition. Fifth, parties that cease to exist for at least one year and six parties that fail to participate in the last two preceding elections or fails to obtain at least 2% of the votes cast under the party list system in the two preceding elections for the constituency in which it has registered, RA 7941, Section 6. Premature Campaigning Define Election Campaign the term election campaign or partisan political activity refers to an act designed to promote the election or defeat of a particular candidate or candidates of a public office. Example, holding political caucuses, meetings, rallies, or other similar assemblies. Who is a candidate? The Omnibus Election Code defines a candidate as any person aspiring for or seeking an elected public office who has filed a certificate of candidacy, BPB Lang 881, Section 79, Paragraph A. And connection thereto, any person who files a certificate of candidacy within the period for filing shall only be considered as a candidate at the start of the campaign period for which he filed this certificate of candidacy, RA 9369, Section 13. What are the elements of premature campaigning? The elements of premature campaigning are 1. A person engages in an election campaign or partisan political activity. 2. The act is designed to promote the election or defeat of a particular candidate or candidates. Note, the second element requires the existence of a candidate. 3. The act is done outside the campaign period, BP 881-1680. Note, on the day immediately after the last day of filing, the campaign period starts and BP 881-1680 ceases to apply. Pinera versus Comelec. When can a candidate be held liable for election offense? Any unlawful act or omission applicable to a candidate shall take effect only upon the start of the campaign period. This means that a candidate is liable for an election offense only for acts done during the campaign period, not before. Any election offense that may be committed by a candidate under any election law cannot be committed before the start of the campaign period. Pinira versus Comelec. Is premature campaigning illegal? No. Premature campaigning is not illegal. The discussion under number 1 to 4 have the following implications. First, political partisan activities before the start of a campaign period are lawful. Second, unless one has filed his certificate of candidacy, he is not a candidate and the second element of the premature campaigning is absent. Third, there is a significant time between the filing of candidacy and the start of the campaign period. This was intended for the printing of ballots and preparations of the Kamelec for the elections. In this span of time, the Supreme Court said that the politicians who filed their candidacies are not yet liable for election offenses. Enumerate the campaign periods for public officers. The campaign periods are hereby fixed as by or fixed as follows. For president, vice president, and senators, 90 days before the, the day of the election. For members of the House of Representatives and elected provincial, city, and municipal officials, 45 days before the day of the election. Prohibited contributions. Define contribution. Contribution includes a gift, donation, subscription, loan, advance, or deposit of money or anything of value, or a contract, promise, or agreement to contribute, whether or not legally enforceable, made for the purpose of influencing the results of the elections. It includes the use of facilities voluntarily donated by other persons, the money value of which can be assessed based on the rates prevailing in the area. Contributions and that include services rendered without compensation by individuals volunteering a portion of all of their time in behalf of a candidate or political party. BP 881 What are the prohibited contributions? No contributions 
for purposes of partisan political activity shall be made directly or indirectly by any of the following. First, public or private financial institutions. However, they are not prohibited from making any loan to a candidate or political party if they are legally in the business of lending money and that the loan is made in accordance with laws and regulations in a lunary course of business. Second, natural and juridical persons operating a public utility or in possession of or exploiting any natural resources of the nation. Third, natural and juridical persons who hold contracts or subcontracts to supply the government or any of its subdivisions subdivisions or instrumentalities with goods and services or to perform construction or other works. Fourth, natural and juridical persons who have been granted franchises, incentives, exemptions, allocations, or similar privileges or concessions by the government or any of its divisions, subdivisions, or instrumentalities, including government-owned or controlled corporation. Fifth, Natural and juridical persons who within one year prior to the date of the election have been granted loans in excess of 25,000 by the government or any of its divisions, subdivisions or instrumentalities including government-owned or controlled corporations. Six educational institutions which have received grants of public funds amounting to not less than 100,000 pesos. Seven officials or employees in the civil service or members of the armed forces of the Philippines and eight foreigners and foreign corporations. Lawful and prohibited election propaganda. Lawful propaganda. What medium is allowed for election propaganda? Election propaganda, whether on television, cable television, radio, newspaper, or any other medium, is allowed for all registered political parties, national, regional, sectoral parties, or organization participating under the party list elections, and for all bona fide candidates seeking national and local elective positions. What are the basic limitations of election propaganda? Election propaganda shall be subject to the limitation on authorized expenses of candidates and political parties, observance of truth in advertising, and to the supervision and regulation of by the Commission on Election. What are the lawful election propaganda? Lawful election propaganda shall include 1. Pamphlets, leaflets, cards, decals, stickers, or other written or printed materials. Size should not be more than 8 and 1 half inches in width and 14 inches in length. Second, handwritten or printed letters urging voters to vote for or against any particular political party or candidate for public office. Third, cloth, paper, or cardboard posters, whether framed or posted. The area must not exceed 2 feet by 3 feet except that at a site and on the occasion of a public meeting or rally, or in announcing the holding of said meeting or rally, streamers not exceeding 3 feet by 8 feet in size shall be allowed. However, said the streamers may not be displayed 5 days before the date of meeting or rally and shall be removed within 74 hours after the said meeting or rally. Fourth, paid advertisement in print or broadcast media provided said advertisements follow the requirements set forth in the Fair Election Act. Fifth, all other forms of election propaganda not prohibited by the Omnibus Election Code or the Fair Election Act. Are election surveys allowed? Yes. Election surveys are allowed. They refer to the measurement of opinions and perceptions of the voters as regards a candidate's popularity, qualification, platforms, or a matter of public discussion in relation to the election. Prohibited Acts What are the prohibited forms of election propaganda? The following are prohibited election propaganda. First, to print, publish, post, or distribute any poster, pamphlet, circular handbill, or printed matter urging voters to vote for or against any candidate unless they bear the names and addresses of the printer and payor. To erect, put up, make use of, make use of attach, float, or display any billboard, tin plate poster, balloons, and the like of whatever size, shape, form, or kind advertising for or against any candidate or political party. Third, to purchase, manufacture, request, distribute, or accept electoral propaganda gadgets such as pens, lighters, fans, of whatever nature, flashlights, athletic goods or materials, wallets, shirts, hats, bandanas, matches, cigarettes, and the like, except that campaign supporters accompanying a candidate shall be allowed to wear hats and or shirts or t-shirts advertising a candidate. To show or display publicly any advertisement or propaganda for, for or against any candidate by means of cinematography, audiovisual units, or other screen projections, except telecasts, which may be allowed under certain conditions. And fifth, 
for any radio broadcasting or television station to sell or give free of charge airtime for campaign and other political purposes except as authorized in the code and the rules and regulations promulgated by the Commission pursuant thereto BP881. Jurisdiction of COMELEC over political parties, Article 9-C, Section 2, Paragraph 5. Register after sufficient publication political parties, organizations, or coalitions which, in addition to other requirements, must present their platform or program of government in accredited citizens' arms of the Commission on Elections. What is the basis of the jurisdiction of the Commission on Elections over political parties? The basis of the jurisdiction of the Comelec over political parties is Article 9C, uh, Section 2, Paragraph 5 of the Constitution. What is a political party? A political party means an organized group of persons pursuing the same ideology, political ideas, or platforms of government and includes its branches and divisions. It may refer to a local, regional, or national party existing and duly registered and accredited by Commission on Elections, RA 7166, Section 14. Effect of Disqualification, Electoral Reforms Law of 1987, RA number 6646, Section 6. Effect of Disqualification Case, any candidate who has been declared by final judgment to be disqualified shall not be voted for, and the votes cast for him shall not be counted. If for any reason a candidate is not declared by final judgment before an election to be disqualified and he is voted for and receives the winning number of votes in its election, the court or commission shall continue with the trial in hearing of the action, inquiry or protest, and upon motion of the complainant or any intervenor may during dependency thereof order the suspension of the proclamation of such candidate whenever the evidence of his guilt is strong. What are the effects of disqualification according to RA 6646 Section 6? 1. If the disqualification becomes final before the elections, if a disqualification was filed against the candidate before the elections and the case was decided with finality and he was found disqualified, in which case he shall not be voted for and votes cast for him shall not be counted. 2. If disqualification becomes final after the election, if a disqualification case was filed but the case but for whatever reason was not decided with finality and the candidate sought to be disqualified wins, the court or COMELEC is not ousted of its jurisdiction and the court or COMELEC will continue the trial in hearing and his proclamation will have to be withheld. In Kayat versus COMELEC, there, was, there were two candidates for mayor. A disqualification case was filed against respondent Kayat. It was found that Kayat was convicted for acts of lasciviousness. The Comelec declared him disqualified Kayat to run for mayor two weeks before the election. The Supreme Court held that the decision of the Comelec had attained finality before the election. Thus, he should not have been voted for in the first place and ordered his removal as mayor. What is the doctrine of rejection of second placer? Under the doctrine of rejection of a second placer, a second placer who loses to an eligible to an ineligible candidate cannot be proclaimed as the winner in the elections. Makiling versus Comelec, he was not the choice of the electorate. Thus, the office of the winner cannot be transferred to the second placer. In Makiling versus Comelec, the Comelec annulled the proclamation of Amado after he was found to have used his American passport and identifying himself as an American citizen. The second placer, petitioner Makiling was claiming that he now has the right to hold office. The Supreme Court, going back to the origin of 1912 Topasio case, the doctrine was found as a mere orbiter dictum. Since the original winner, Arnado, was disqualified in running in the first place, it was as if he was not a candidate and the votes cast for him should not have been counted. And reality, Petitioner Makiling was not the second placer but the first placer. Compare this with Hercito versus Comelec. In Ejercito, three days before the election, a petition for disqualification was filed against Ejercito due to overspending and giving material consideration to induce or corrupt voters. He was still proclaimed as the winner. The Supreme Court affirmed his disqualified as governor, but the votes cast for him were found to be valid. Hence, the second placer cannot be considered as the winner. Therefore, the vice-governor replaced Governor Ejercito. Composition of Board of Elections Inspectors What is the composition of Board of Election Inspectors? Each precinct shall be composed of chairman and two members. One shall be designated as poll clerk 
all of whom must be public school teachers, giving preference to those with permanent appointments. What if there are not enough public school teachers? In case there are not enough public school teachers, teachers in private schools, employees in the civil service, or other citizens of known probity and competence who are registered voters of the city or municipality may be appointed for election duty. Powers of Board of Election Inspectors What are the powers of Board of Election Inspectors? The Board of Election Inspectors or Board shall have the following powers and functions. 1. Conduct the voting and counting of votes in their respective polling places. 2. Act as deputies of the Commission on Elections in the supervision and control of the election in the polling places wherein they are assigned to assure the holding of the same in a free, orderly, and honest manner. And 3. Perform such other functions prescribed by the Code or by the rules and regulations promulgated by Comelec. When does vote counting start? Vote counting start as soon as the voting is finished. The board shall publicly count in the polling places the votes cast and ascertain the results. They shall not adjourn, nor postpone, nor delay the counting until it has been fully completed unless otherwise ordered by the Comelec. What is the nature of the power of the board in the counting of the votes? The board is ministerial body. Its powers are limited generally to the mechanical or mathematical function of ascertaining and declaring the apparent result of the election by adding or compiling the votes a cast for each candidate as shown on the face of the returns before them, and then declaring or certifying the result so ascertained. Abyss versus Comelec. May the place of counting be elsewhere? Yes. The Comelec may order the board to count the votes and to accomplish the election returns in other forms in any other place within a public building in the same municipality or city on account of imminent danger of widespread violence or similar cases of comparable magnitude. The public building shall not be located within the perimeter nor inside a military or police camp, reservations, detachments, or field office, nor within the premises of prison or detention bureau or any law enforcement or investigation agency. May the board determine if there are marked ballots? Yes, the board shall determine by majority vote whether there are marked ballots. If any are found, they shall be placed in an envelope labeled marked ballots, which shall be sealed and signed by the members of the board and placed in the compartment for valid ballots and shall not be counted. Is evidence aliundi allowed to prove that a ballot is marked? No. Evidence aliundi is not allowed to prove that a ballot is marked. An inspection or examination of the ballot itself being sufficient. Bokobo versus Comelec. How are laws governing appreciation of ballots be construed? Laws governing election contests, especially the appreciation of ballots, must be liberally construed to the end that the will of the electorate in the choice of public officials may not be defeated by technical infirmities. Thus, every ballot is presumed to be valid unless there is clear and good reason to justify its rejection. Petition to deny due course 2 or cancel certificate of candidacy, BP number 881, section 79. Petition to deny due course to or cancel a certificate of candidacy. A verified petition seeking to deny due course or to cancel a certificate of candidacy may be filed by the person exclusively on the ground that any material representation contained therein as required under Section 74 herop is false. The petition may be filed at any time not later than 25 days from the time of the filing of the certificate of candidacy and shall be decided after due notice in hearing not later than 15 days before the election. Is a petition to deny or cancel a certificate of candidacy the same as petition for inclusion-exclusion of voters? No. A petition to deny or cancel a certificate of candidacy or COC is not the same as petition for inclusion or exclusion of voters. Petition to deny or cancel a COC refers to the application uh, B candidate, while inclusion or exclusion of voters refers to the application to be registered as a voter. On issues, the cancellation of CUC compared to exclusion of voters is whether there is false representation of material fact related to the candidate's qualifications for elective office. On the other hand, whether a petitioner should be included or excluded in the list of voters based on the qualifications required by law. What are the grounds to deny due course to or, to or cancel a CUC? A petition to deny due course to or cancel a CUC may be filed by any person on the ground that any material representation contained therein is false. 
Example, Senator Grace Poe was said to have filed a CUC claiming to have sufficient residency when her residency was only nine years, a year short of the constitutional requirement. What is material misrepresentation? Material misrepresentation is a deliberate intent to mislead, misinform, or hide a fact which would otherwise render the candidate ineligible. Victorino Salcido versus Comelec. Thus, an innocuous mistake like a surname is therefore not a material misrepresentation. When must a petition to deny due course to or cancel a CUC be filed? A petition to deny due course to or cancel a CUC must be filed 25 days from the time of the filing of the Certificate of Candidacy. In Luong versus Comelec, Luong was a candidate for Vice Governor from Mindanao. An election already occurred but there was no proclamation yet. Later, it was discovered that Luong was under age to run. Petitioner filed a disqualification case based on Section 78 claiming misrepresentation. The Supreme Court ruled that the petition was filed out of time. The law is clear that the petition must be filed within 25 days from the date the CUC was filed and not from the date of discovery. The period is mandatory requirement by law. It must therefore be dismissed. There, there was no other remedy unless Congress provides for one. What are the other grounds for disqualification? Before election, a petition for disqualification proper may be filed. One, against a candidate's actions, such as having given money or other material consideration to influence, induce, or corrupt the voters or public officials performing electoral functions, committed acts of terrorism to enhance his candidacy, spent in his election campaign an amount in excess of that allowed, solicited, received, or made any contribution prohibited. Second, against nuisance candidates. A nuisance candidate is one who files CUC but he does not have a bona fide intention to run. In case of such candidate, the petition shall be filed within five days from the last day of filing of certificate of candidacy, but the COMELEC may act there from motu proprio. Distinguish Section 68 to Section 78. In Section 68, it is disqualification proper, meaning the candidate is qualified to run except he committed an election offense. In Section 68, if found guilty of such offense, he will be disqualified ground, but his CUC will not be cancelled. Therefore, there may be substitution of the candidate. In Section 78, he will be disqualified and his CUC will be cancelled. Therefore, there can no longer be any substitution.